Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chad and Zay. Nice happy beat on a Friday. It is blazing hot out there. Be careful. Chad and Zay on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. Every day in the third hour, he picks a beat, especially for you. I do not recognize this one, Zay. Should I? No. No. Okay, what we got? Big Mo. Purple Big. stuff. Oh, really? Side to okay. side. side Purple stuff. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, is the purple stuff the purple drink? Yeah. Okay. There's no purple stuff I need to know about. There's not some like secret, you know, pot brownie or some kind of weird food or soup that they, that he's talking about. Nah. Okay. Talking about the good old lean. Mm, don't don't say good old lean. We're telling the kids today to oh, stay away you know, from the lean. Some guys have been okay on the lean. Here's the my Wayne's and here's my concern, Zay, is that now we've gotten so far into it, they may not even call it the lean anymore. What do the kids call it? Because old people probably call it the lean. What do the kids call it? There's probably a new code oh, word. Yeah. Walk. Excuse me? Walk. Walk? Yes. Like when you drink it, you can't walk? Uh, <laughs> not walk. Like walk. Like W-O-K? Yeah, like Lil Yachty literally has a song called I Took the Walk to Poland. Really? And performed it in Poland about six times. So he does not mean walk, like he's no. cooking up yeah, some the stir fry. Yeah, walk means lean. So that's the way. <laughs> I am so glad you're that's here. That's the today. way the kids say it nowadays. If it wasn't for you, I would sound like a complete uh, and utter old, uh, old white guy. In fact, you know what? Between you and our next guest, I've gotten a lot of education over the years into, uh, into sounding a little bit cooler than I actually am. Let's talk some Longhorns and I'm sure other stuff with one of our favorites on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. He is Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com at GKKetch on Twitter. And I was telling you earlier, some of these these uh, quotes that we're looking at from Big 12 Media Days, it did come from the War Room stuff that they put together every Thursday night. So if you want to check them out, uh, you can check that out at GK Catch again on Twitter. How are you, Mr. Ketchum? Man, I am I'm thinking about what a hard hustle it is that you wrote a song and it was popular and like you had the word Poland in it. And so then you went and did six concerts in Poland. Like that just feels like a hard hustle. Like, <laughs> couldn't you put Seattle in the name? And like, <laughs> <laughs> you can rhyme some stuff with Vegas. I mean, come on. It's like, you know, he's really big in Poland. He can go over there anytime he wants to, to do a show. It's tough. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Yachty's different, Catch. It's a tough sell. It's a new he, wave of rap. 
truer words have never been spoken. That's it. Oh, man. Speaking of something that's easy to sell right now, Catch, I think the Texas Longhorn football team is one of the easiest things to sell to people. Uh, Big 12 Media Day is done now, but obviously a lot of positivity around the team, and Sarkeesian's comments are getting, you know, everybody's reacting to those, and it feels like this is a team just trying to find reasons for, for somebody to actually think they may not be pretty damn good, uh, but it seems like the consensus coming out of Jerry World is Texas is definitely going to be pretty damn good. What would you take out of the things you've read and heard and seen the last couple of days? Oh, that's – Chad, I wasn't ready for that question. Um, <laughs> Terribly sorry. It's a good one. It really is. And I don't know that anybody's going to like my answer, I suppose. So – Nothing really happened. I'm, I'm just at a, we just need to see this team be good phase of the discussion for the 2023 season. They look great on paper, but it's funny. We, you mentioned the war room earlier. We, had a, we, we spoke to Joel Klatt briefly, one of our guys uh, at Big 12 Media Day, Travis Gailey. And, and, you know, Joel Klatt loves some, some Longhorns. And he even gave a shout-out to Drew Kelson. And, but at the end of it, he's like, you know, I've sworn myself that I won't fall for the, for the okey-doke with the Texas Longhorn football program again. And I'm like, that's fair. It's so fair. The last time we – literally the last time we saw this team, it got played off the field by Washington. Like, that happened. That was, that was a blowout game uh, at one point. It, well, 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, Texas was not in that game. And, you know, I, I'm, I want this team to be good. Jesus. <laughs> the idea that this team would take the step with the SEC next year and Sarks recruiting at such a level, it's there. Like, man, it should happen. And yet there's this thing that gnaws at me that's like, well, we still haven't seen this team be good yet. We haven't seen Quinn Ewers be consistently good yet. We haven't seen this team, with all due respect to the way that it ended last season with those wins in the state of Kansas, we haven't seen this team consistently play well on the road. You know, there's just, it's a team with some question marks baked inside of a roster that looks sexy as hell. And so, you know, I don't know. I just, my big takeaway from Big 12 Media Day was, I'm so tired of talking about this. Can we just see this team play Alabama? And, you know, because otherwise I feel like I'm nitpicking things and I'm, I'm nitpicking Sark. This team looks really good. I think they're really confident, but they still got to prove it. And that's kind of, for me, the preseason theme of this team. And to be fair, when Sark was asked, like, do you expect to be here in Arlington, when he was asked that on the podium, he didn't say, yes, we expect to be here for the Big 12 championship game. He was like, we still got to be good on Monday. and We still have to be good every day of the week. And we still have to stay. We have to take steps. And if we take those steps, we definitely have a chance to be that kind of a team. He's exactly right. I mean, this is still a team that has a lot to prove. 
yeah, catch, you know, just got to see it. I mean, their talk is cheap, but Steve Sarkeesian and those guys have to prove it. One thing that stood out that Sark said on Big 12 Media Days was the running back room is still wide open. With Savion Red, C.J. Baxter, Jaden Blue, Keelan Robinson, and Jonathan Brooks, all those guys are going to be battling for reps And when, you know, camp comes around and you still don't know who's going to be able to replace that guy that plays for the Falcons and the other guy that plays for the Bears now. What are you expecting from the running backs with what you've seen in spring ball to now? I think that's a position where it's like everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And uh, I think we think Jonathan Brooks is going to be the starter. I would I'd, I'd, I'd bet a sizable amount of money that game one he's the starter. But, you know, he, he hasn't had extended every down, every, act, every week action in his career. So we don't really know what we're going to get with Jonathan Brooks. And you've got a five-star running back prospect in C.J. Baxter. You know, he's a freshman, so you think about things like pass protection and what does it mean, what does it tell the defense when he's on the field, but he's a five-star running back. Like he's going to get his work. He's going to, you know how you get other five stars? When you get a five star, you play the hell out of them early. And then you go to those other five stars and you say, Hey, you can play right away next year. Look at how we use that uh, CJ Baxter. And it's like, yep. Played since day one. I think John T. Cook has a little bit of that going, right? Like if you want to get five-star receivers, Wink, wink, Micah Hudson. Wink, wink, Ryan Wingo. Like, the best way to do that is show them an example of someone who's exactly like them and be like, yo, that dude caught five passes in his first game. And, you know, so there's a lot of things that go behind how you build a program, how you, how you continue to improve a program. When we look at the running back position, I think C.J. Baxter is going to have a heavy load. I think you wonder what Jaden Blue, like what, what is he going to be? Um, is Savion Red going to take uh, reps, snaps away from Keelan Robinson, who was, is so important to this coaching staff in the bowl game that, you know, they forced that action to him between the tackles to, like, say, we're committed to you. Don't, I think that was a please don't transfer. Hmm kind of audition of like, hey, look look how things might be look next year. So they just got a bunch of dudes and I don't have I have that that position has fewer answers right now, definitive answers than 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 probably any other position on the field. And I think that that's just gonna be I think by the time you get to the end of the Alabama game, you're gonna have a pretty good idea suddenly what the Texas running game looks like and who it who it needs to go through. But I think by the end of the first month, you'll definitely have that. And if you don't, that's probably not a great sign. So this is a question that gets answered, I think, pretty early in September. But if we get to September and and we're still having these conversations like, God, who's going to emerge? Um, That feels more problematic than, you know, than it would need to be. You hope for it to be. Uh, I think the Texas running game is going to be fine, but I don't have any answers. Talking with Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. All right, Ketch, on the uh, recruiting front, I'm going to make a simpleton recruiting argument, and then you tell me if it makes any sense or if there's a better breakdown argument. Melvin Hills, the latest guy in the 2024 class, 
the DN out of Louisiana. My simpleton argument is if Texas beat out a guy from Louisiana that LSU offered, that's a big get. What would you say? On paper, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm not going to say that 100% of the time. And, you know, offers in college football are cheap these days. I had a stat in our war room last night. Uh, I was in a co- conference call at Rivals this week. M- more than – there are double-digit number of teams in college football that offer 400-plus players a year or 400 players – last year like offers go out to everybody so sometimes when you look at an offer list um it's not what it appears to be there will be guys this year that sign with northern arizona and you'll look at their offer list and you'll go hey is alabama offered this guy like there will be a little bit of that and we were literally talking about from an industry standpoint we need to kind of address like you know, what does it mean when, when, if we've got a kid rated as two stars, but he has major program offers, but they weren't committable and, you know, they just have become really cheap. Everybody gets an offer. But to the spirit of your question, yes. And I really like Melvin Hills. I think I like him more than all of the services. Rivals has him as the eighth best prospect in the state of Louisiana. That just sounds good. Like, yeah. you, there are certain states where if you tell me a kid's a top 10 high school prospect from that state in any given year, he's a take. That's, that Melvin Hills, I think, falls into that category. Uh, I, he's, really, he's an interesting guy. He is, I think, a five technique and particularly at the high school level, like a badass. But he's a little undersized. We have him listed at 6'3. In the Rivals database, and I, I think 24-7 also had it listed at 6'3", what does that mean when his shoes are off? Like, how <laughs> tall is he really? And he's like 277 pounds, so, like, he's just a little bit of a tweener as a, as a five technique, which those guys tend to be tall and, well, taller. So there's some thought that he might be an inside guy eventually that what we're really looking at is a guy that is eventually going to be a 300 plus pound guy and he can play in the interior in a couple of different roles which is interesting about him is i think he's at his best when he's in space so when he's playing as a five technique dudes have a hard time just getting their hands on him he can go in either direction he can he's quick and he's fast and he's athletic and he may not be elite in all those categories but he's He's a handful. And guys, when he's in space, he's a problem. You don't see as much physical hand-to-hand combat going through guys. You don't see that as the best parts of him right now. He can do it. And, And you can watch his highlight film, and you'll see some of that. But the thing that will make you go, oh, this guy, okay, is when he's able to kind of use this athleticism, not be a brute force, and, and really be kind of an exciting outside edge player. So the question will be, can he physically be a guy at 6'3"-ish, 277 pounds? Is he going to stay there? And if he is moved inside, can he adjust his style a little bit in the sense that, like I said, 
he doesn't do a lot of interior line stuff right now. Most of the, his best stuff, sometimes he's in a two-point stand. Sometimes he's just a flat-out edge player. It's hard to know how that game will convert. Uh, but he is, for me, I think he's an absolute four-star type of prospect. And I like watching him play football. He's, he's a fun guy to watch. I think there's some excitement with him. As a, like, he's an exciting 6'3", 277-pound young man. So it's a, it's a commitment I think if you're Texas, you absolutely take. I don't think there's any question about that. And it puts a flagpole in Louisiana, another one for Texas, for Sarkeesian to say, this is our home away from home. And in recruiting, we're going to be competitive with every single top 10 kid in the state of Louisiana. You know, there, there are other Louisiana kids that they're recruiting, and Texas wants to be a school that is synonymous with the elite of the elite in Louisiana. And so I think this is an investment into Louisiana as well. So I think there's actually a lot of value with his commitment. Hmm. Catch Joey McGuire seemed very confident yesterday at Big 12 Media Days. Joey McGuire, let's do it. Come on. Yeah, Joey wearing that loud-ass red suit, which I like the Mike Leach tribute. I appreciate that, but that suit was very loud. Talking about his quarterback room might be not the best, not only in the Big 12, but the nation. Saying even without Tyree Wilson, who was a first-round pick this year in the NFL draft, they might have one of the best defensive lines in the nation. Is Joey blown? And smoke here, does he have something with his Texas Tech crew in 2023? I think Joey McGuire thinks he's a good coach. Okay? First and foremost, this is a guy that's had success everywhere he's been. Um, he's, you know, I mean, it's high school, but it's high school in the state of Texas. He was an elite Texas high school football head coach. So I think he, I think, you know, I think he feels a certain kind of way about the quality of, 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 his, of his craft. I also think he's about that, wanting that smoke, which, and Chad, I think, will appreciate this. If you're going to have success in Texas Tech, you better be about, in, be, be about that life and about inviting a fight and kind of an I-don't-give-a-damn attitude. Yeah, agree. And, and yep. that's, kind of, that's what Mike. I mean, when you want to talk about the success that Texas Tech has actually had as a program, it's because they have a head coach who really doesn't give an F. And so, it's possible that he's got some of that. Like, think about after they beat Texas last year in the locker room, and he's wilding out there. Like the Big Twelve comes through Lubbock. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about, right? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. But you know what? We're talking about him this year, and it's like, hey, is Texas Tech legit? And I think part of Texas Tech becoming a little more legit is for the coach and the players in that program to think, you know what? We know something about us that y'all don't know. I think they've got a chip on their shoulder. I think there may be some faux confidence there. But you know what? Sometimes people take fake confidence and they mold it into the real thing. It's kind of that whole fake it till you make it thing. And we may be seeing some fake it till you make it with Joey McGuire. However, that team finished the season incredibly well. I think what they won their last five games, they won their bowl game. Like, so, you know, that's if Texas had finished its season, think about what we're already doing with Texas, right? Top 10. Should, are they playoff contenders? Should they win the Big 12? 
Like, think about what we're saying about a Texas team that did not win its last five games. Imagine a world where Texas had won its last five games. Oh, my God. Yeah. When you were preseason Heisman favorite, like, all of the stuff that's already being talked about, we would already see it magnified to even the next level. So I think Texas Tech actually has some, some solid foundation for, like, confidence. And you know what? They did beat Texas and Oklahoma in the same year last year. So whatever we want to say about, about Texas Tech and what they're not, they were hot. They ended the season better than anybody else in the conference, maybe outside of Texas Tech. or Well, yeah, I mean, TCU and Kansas State lost their last games of the season. Texas Tech on a winning streak. And, you know, in their locker room, everybody's talking about Texas and Oklahoma in their last year. Joey McGuire is t- telling his players, fellas, we beat those two teams last year, and we're going to be – we're better now. We're going to be better. This is, you know, year, year two for me. And so we're – you know, so, like, let's see. Texas Tech, for me, is kind of a fun team. To, they may get knocked on their backside really quick, and we'll all chuckle at the, the, the show that Joey put on and, like, the, the – some of the things that we've heard come out of him, or maybe, maybe Texas Tech's a really interesting team, and that game at the end of the year against Texas is suddenly one of the more fascinating games on the schedule. Yeah, and speaking of fascinating games, as we pointed out, catch this week, a lot of people will be focused on September 9th, obviously on Texas at Alabama, or maybe you're focused on A&M at Miami. How about Texas Tech hosting Oregon? That happened September 9th, too. Joey McGuire. That's what I'm saying. He hosts Oregon week two. All this bravado will get tested right away. Yeah, and like I said, we all have receipts. So should it work, you tip your cap and you go, okay, they talked that talk and now they're walking the walk. If it is something less than that, we're going to clown on that on them. And, like, Texas Tech fan base needs to be ready for that that we're fully ready to, like, tip our caps. Yep. But if they're 2-2 two and two after four games or <laughs> this ends up being a 7-5 and five football team, we're going to snicker at, like, some of the stuff that was said and kind of how we think about you and Joey McGuire potentially will change forever, forever more moving forward if you talk this big and come up really small. So, like, the stakes are high. I like that. That's fun. Yep. That's fun college football when a team has really high stakes on the line. And, uh, and it's been a while, I think, since Texas Tech has had stakes. Other than their coach being fired with Kingsbury a few years ago, this is a program that for the last 10 years hasn't entered a season with stakes involved. So good for them. And, like, be ready because we will clown the hell out of you <laughs> if yeah. – if you're seven and five and like you get blown out by Texas at the end of the season, you'll be a punchline. But if you back it up, hey, I'm prepared to give them their due and be like, hey, right on, man. Yeah, you guys called it, and I can, I can, I can appreciate the hell out of that. Yeah, I'm gonna go on record and say I hope you're right that they're two and two because that means. If Oregon beats them, it'll mean they also lost at Wyoming against Tarleton State or at West Virginia. So I'm with you. I want to see that two and two. I think that would be great for Joey McGuire to have to eat. Uh, That is Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com, at GK Ketch on 
Twitter. All right, Cat, stay. Careful, Chad. I think he may be the next head coach at Texas A&M. Well, look, I'm not saying he might not look good in maroon one day. I mean, that's a whole different discussion. And how dare you for even bringing such a thing up? We There's a whole I'm lot of – I'm saying you might be his biggest fan someday. So just keep that in mind when you're watching games this year. Yeah, right now I'm just in the Bobby Petrino fan club, um, fortunately or unfortunately. Uh, we got to take baby steps, one step at a time. Uh, catch, have a good weekend. Please be careful. It is going to be historically hot. So stay cool, stay indoors, and uh, – uh, we will hit you next week, man. Thank you. Later, guys. Good Thanks, stuff. Catch. Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. A lot of stuff coming out of Big 12 Media Days. We'll get you that Jordan Whittington quote. We've been talking about his comment on Quinn Ewers that I think Texas fans will be excited about. Plus, Zay's got something for me. And one of my NFL teams, that means there's something going on with a cowboy or a buck. We'll see what it is next and why today matters. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. All right, rolling through a Friday. Bodies going side to side. Who you got, Zay? 3 6 Mafia. Okay. Featuring Bow Wow, Project Pat. God, these guys had hits. That's catchy stuff, man. You said 3-6 Mafia is Memphis, correct? Yep. Yeah. 3-6 Mafia, Gene Knight, Frida, Lionel Richie, Charlie Daniels Band. It's all been a part of the show today. What's that one called? Side to Side. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. 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 Now, do we have like an official dance that goes this with this one? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just side to side. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Oh, Not DJ well, Paul, but... uh, Juicy J, they literally tell you how to do it. Club okay. posted up, got my arms folded, blunt in my mouth, and these haters know I'm swollen. I'm lifting my body man, from God. side to side. Gotcha. So, yeah, man. Those dudes that don't get down at the club, don't do no MC Hammer type stuff. You just trying to chill, but right. also got a little groove. That's what this is Yeah, called. the only kind of dancing I've ever been involved in, I call the totem pole. I'm just on the floor. If anybody... <laughs> If anyone wants to dance around me, I'll probably just be holding the drink. Just kind of, what's up? How are you? Good to see you. I can't. There's no move. Oh, man. man. By the way, shout out to our guy Derek Cohen who came in here to holla at me. Philip Rivers just had kid number 10, Chad. I saw that. They're they're like pregnant with 10 or they're about to have 10. About to have 10, something like that. And they're excited. Why? They're thrilled. Look, have you ever seen the movie Cheaper by the Dozen? Th- those kind of Steve movies, Martin, they exhaust me. Oh, that, I can't watch those movies. Great movie, but absolutely terrifying. Those are horror movies to me. This, <laughs> I don't want I, to even think about I it. I love Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, all those guys that have been doing those family comedy movies over the years and stuff. That one, if you talk about a birth control movie or any type of motivation to where you strap on the Jimmy hat extra tight, mm. 
It's mm. those movies. Mm. And Philip Rivers, yeah, I don't know why they're excited. This fool's 41. His oldest is 21. Mm. 21, he's got a kid that's almost about to graduate college. And he's still popping them out. Wow, Philip. Wow. That's a fertile man. Yeah. And it's not like it was during his playing day. It's like now he actually has to raise the kids. There's no coming home and saying, oh, I got to watch film from today's game or the next opponent and stuff. Them days are over. Now you're doing the diaper duty and taking the kids to daycare and soccer games and stuff. His role has changed. Did he not get the? Uh, did he not get a broadcasting gig? Yeah, uh, I don't think so. You no? Remember, he was doing high school coaching for a little bit. I think he was coaching oh, his kids. Oh, that's maybe. right. That's right. Yeah. But I don't man. think he's doing. I don't think he's in the booth anywhere. Whew. Good luck to that family, man. Good luck to him if that's what they. If that's what you want, he do. needs that snip, snip, or she needs a tube top, something like wow. And bless her heart, too. Did you say tube's tied or tube top? Tied. Okay, because I think the tube top might have been the that problem. Not- <laughs> that, might, that might have been what led us to 10. She just looks too good in the tube top. That's the problem. Uh, happy baby number 10 to Philip Rivers. That would be why today matters to the Rivers family. Um, let's get into why today matters to us on July 14th, headed to a weekend. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, Zay, I'm going to see if I can get you excited again as a Texas fan. We were going through some of these quotes from Big 12 Media Days. I liked this one from Jordan Whittington talking about how Ewers has been named QB1, unquestioned starter. Quote, Damn near every year that I've been here, it's been unsteady. By now you have a quarterback that they've already said, sorry, but now you have a quarterback that they've already said is starting, and I think that helps build a great team. I mean, everybody knows the pieces of the puzzle. Everybody knows what they have to do. And then you've got the other guys that know that if stuff happens, they've got to step up. I'm excited to actually have gone through two semesters of offseason knowing who the guy is. He's ready, end quote. Love it. Yeah, that's Absolutely a love it. That's got to be a, a bit of a comforting thing as uh, as a fan base to know that it's that solid. That's what that's the kind of comment that always makes me argue for. If you know it, tell them. Tell even if you don't tell us, tell them. Right. Tell the team. If you want to say there's a battle with the media and there really needs to be, okay. But to me, as soon as you know who that guy is. I think you tell your team who it is because of a comment like that. I agree. Another thing that stuck out what Jordan Winnett said about Quinn Ewers, we had some guys that were talking while he was talking, and he was basically said, you don't talk when I'm talking. Y'all listen to me and follow my lead. Nobody talked back. That's when I knew Quinn Ewers was that guy. Yeah, that's a good example. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. Check them, Quinn. If they raising their voice and stuff, and you're trying to get that message off, hey, yo, yo, you over there, shut the hell up. Right. Shut the hell up. I'm the man. I'm captain right now. I'm the man. Bijan, those guys are gone. We need a new voice up in here. And coming from the quarterback, hey, that's the best case scenario. I love that stuff, man. And Jordan Weddington, he's had so many injuries throughout his career. Just a big part of him coming back, him being healthy. He's never, like, been healthy consistently other than last year, throughout his whole tenure at Texas. So if you have any eligibility left, why not come back? 
and make the most of it. Like, mm-hmm. I know he's itching to prove himself even more and win the Big 12 title on his way out. And, yeah, man, Jordan Winnington, his relationship with Bevo, he's a great guy, great interview, and I hope he has a terrific season. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely one of those weapons you got to pay attention to, man. If you're a defense, worrying about him as well as everything else, uh, it's got to be tough. Big 12 media day is now behind us, obviously getting ready for the season, 50 yeah. days away from Texas's first game. And remember when Shannon, came into town to holler at Sark. If I'm Steve Sarkeesian with Jordan Whittington's background of being a running back, well, he was everything in his high school days at Quero. And Shanahan coming in, like, why wouldn't you want to implement some of what they do with Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey? Because you got guys, it doesn't matter where they get the ball, as long as they get the ball, they can do something with it. So, you know, hopefully Sark could spice it up a little bit and put guys in situations that we maybe haven't seen but will definitely be beneficial for not only them but for the team. All right, uh, Zay, another reason why today matters. You're telling me there's some kind of update on one of my NFL teams. So we talking Cowboys, we talking Bucks here. We're talking Bucks. Oh, good Lord. Here we go. So it's not too bad, I guess, but Antoine Winfield – the second, mm-hmm. or junior, excuse me, Antoine Whitfield. Is it second or is it junior? Uh, it just says Antoine, Antoine Whitfield here. But Antoine Whitfield. I, know, I thought he was junior. I feel like he's junior. Yeah, the, the, the safety out of Minnesota, right? Yeah, I know Satan's yeah. the second, but I don't know. His dad played in the NFL, too. But former Super Bowl champ, he said this about the quarterback situation and Tom Brady on him maybe unretiring, which what? is wild to me. Come he on said, now. I'm not. I'm sure we're still reaching out to him, trying to see if he's trying to come back to the team. Hey, it could happen. Anything's possible. He said that on Richard Sherman's podcast. Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah, I don't Baker, Kyle Trask, how does that make y'all feel? Yeah, I mean, I get, I get that the person he's talking about is Tom Brady, but you are making a comment about, let me see if I get the math right, you're making a comment about a 45-year-old man that's retired twice. Yes, who now might be dating Kim Kardashian. Who might be dating Kim Kardashian, and you're going to run your mouth about him while you got quarterbacks trying to – I mean, you don't have one quarterback on your roster that for sure knows he's one of 32. You don't have one, including Baker. Yeah. They're I'll- trying to prove it, and – you're doing that to him? Yeah, if I'm the front office for Tampa Bay, I'm letting Junior know, yo, dog, chill. We don't need these problems. Like, he is gone. He is an owner now. Like, again, he might be hanging out with Kim Kardashian and stuff, so yeah. I don't even know if we want him back. And, Chad, we just saw, we talked about the stat this week on third and five and over and the completion rating. Tom Brady was at the bottom of the league at like 17%. I I was shocked he was in the bottom 10, but he was at the absolute bottom. The absolute bottom. That's crazy. So, as great as he is. By the way, Baker was next to last, wasn't he? Yeah, he was around there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, very close. So, as great as he's been throughout his career, one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest, I I wouldn't say anything like this. And maybe Richard Sherman set him up, but this is one that – Richard Sherman asked a question like, how bad are y'all going to miss Brady? Would you take him back, et cetera? Come on, dog. You wipe that off. You brush that off very easily. Like, now nah, Tom's retired now. We got Baker and Trask battling it out. Both of those guys can get the job done. That's it. Even if yeah. you don't think they can. Sure. Just and you, for that, like, look camaraderie at, and just having yeah. everybody say in the locker room, you say stuff like that. And you can obviously say, if I'm Mike 
Evans and they ask me a question like that, you in your answer, you can say, well, obviously you're going to miss playing with Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady. It, at 65 years old, he could probably still play this game pretty well. So, yeah, I'm going to miss playing with Tom, of course, but we believe in our guys. Yeah. We believe in our guys. We're working with this team, and, and we're working with, you know, to get, getting better. You just get it out there and go. Yeah. But, I saw old Barstool owner Dave Portnoy. He, like, went off about Tom Brady dating Kim Kardashian. Really? He like was he's so disgusted. Like he's mad about it? Like, we don't date that. We don't date Kardashians and stuff like that. How can you speak for Tom? For one, Tom is single now. He can do what he wants. It, you don't have to be dating. It could be a fling. Like, everybody wants to think that somebody has to, you know, date and be in a relationship and do stuff. It could be a booty call. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And I would go, let's let's go to that next level. I, wait, you, Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian can't have platonic friendships? Exactly. They can't be cool. They're, they can't hang on the beach and dance with one another and not have anything really going on. Attractive people are not allowed to just be friends? That's unfair. That's right? unfair. Pretty people bashing is what that is. Yeah. I would love a Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian relationship. Oh, my God. It'd be great. It'd be so great. Like right after Giselle, that would be so petty of him. What would you call him? Tom Dashian? Oh. Um, Kim, Kim Brady? Yeah, Kim Brady. Kim Brady? Kim, yeah. Brady, yeah. Brady Ashian? Could it, your card, uh, card, yeah. I don't know. Kim Brady's pretty good. Yeah. That's not bad. Putting her name first would be good, too. Everybody would like that. You put her name before Tom's, that would be fantastic. Yeah, and I've seen the video with Ray J and stuff. You know she's gotten better since then. That was almost a decade ago. She's gotten better. She probably ain't dead fish like she was in the video. Put out. She's definitely gotten better. Her skills have, you know, she's got more experience. Her skills are, you know, a lot more tuned up. Tom Brady should experience that. You know I'm all about you watching film and breaking it down on the show, but let's not go that far. All right? Let's not go that far when you're talking about that performance. All right? Please, let's not do that. Ray J, you my boy, dog. You did your thing. Why Today Matters. Uh, we do it every day about 2.30. Coming up, stems and seeds, and then we get you off the ball. Don't lie. Rod, Harge, and Patrick on this Friday. Super hot out there. Be careful this weekend. We'll get you a little bit more before we get out of here, including if you missed this big old penalty that Tennessee football got hung on them today. We'll tell you what's there and what's not there. There next on the horn. Chad and Zay. When you have to go heavy edited, it sounds like they have the hiccups sometimes. I'm from Southside, mother. All right, who are we finishing up with, Zay? 50. That would have been my guess. That would have been my guess. Is this new or old? This is old. Okay. Yeah, it's off his second album, Massacre in My Hood. All right. Look at you going with some numbers this hour. 50 Cent following 3-6 Mafia. And then uh, Gene Knight, Frida, Lionel Richie, Charlie Daniels Band earlier. The Big Mo beat to start the hour. Kids, stay away from the purple stuff. Stay away from that purple stuff. Stay away from the cocaine. We had a cocaine-powered song earlier. Stay away from both. Just listen to the music. Don't deal with the uh, the stuff. 
it'll get you in some trouble. All right, uh, at minimum, minimum, it'll get you into some trouble. Maybe worse. All right, so lots of football talk today. We've been talking Big 12 Media Days, finishing up yesterday. Texas uh, coming off of that. All the other Power 5 conferences are coming with Media Days. I think SEC is next week, and then the others will roll out after that. There's always crazy drama at SEC Media Days. That experience for the Longhorns and Sooners Day is about to maybe dub- double in insanity. Yeah. At least. Yeah, whoever asked Nick Saban that first question, just go out and just say, hey, Nick, what are you pissed off at right now? Yeah. Man, he'll ramble. Oh, that's – You know he's going to be mad at something. That is why they should start. That That's how they should start. The moderator should say, all right, instead of saying, we'll take a comment from the coach, an opening statement, and then answer questions, it'll be, all right, Coach Saban's ready to go. Coach, if you could just bitch about something <laughs> – that is unnecessary for you to bitch about, and then we'll ask questions. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> They'd fire him instantly, but that would be excellent oh, if somebody had the guts to do that. All right, let's get into, speaking of the SEC and football and craziness, let's get into stems and seeds and tell you what happened to Tennessee today. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Now, if you believe that the NCAA needs to hand down postseason bans to really get these teams' attentions, well, they didn't really do much to Tennessee today because there is no postseason ban. But they found over 200 violations with Tennessee football. They're on five years probation, get an eight, which could be $9 million fine when it's all put together, reduce scholarships by 28. They take away 32 visits, I believe it is. And Zay, I have never heard of the coach involved getting punished exactly like this. Jeremy Pruitt is all during Pruitt's time. He has been given a six-year show cause order, and he would be suspended for the first full season if he is hired by an NCAA school. Wow. I've never heard that before. That's intense. Oh, my God. It's pretty intense. Oh, I am not going to go over all the different things, but there were 18 level one violations for the Tennessee Volunteers, the most severe in the NCAA rule structure. July 2022 uh, is when it happens. It includes more than 200 infractions and charges of 60000 in impermissible benefits. And both Pruitt and his wife made cash payments to families, uh, players' families. Damn, he got wifey involved too? The coach, wait a minute. He was coaching in like the late 2010s into 2020. He and his wife were making direct payments to players' <laughs> families? You know, I get what? like baking a cake or a brownie every once in a while Woo. for the team, but not handing them cash, wifey. Come on now. That's some Bonnie and Clyde stuff. Again, I would never tell you to do it, but if you're going to do it, do it right. Find a middleman. Find a yeah. – what are you doing? <laughs> what? Huh? Rolls of tape, put the money bags that can be given, but not by you. Yeah, they made that too easy. What are you doing? It's like they showed up to the uh, airport and they found 50 kilos of cocaine. And the drug lord was the one putting it on the plane. What do you mean? He was the one? You couldn't send somebody down there? Chad, have a great time with your family next week. I you will, work man. very hard here. It's well-deserved. Have a blast. I will, man. Thank you. And remember, next week, Zay's going to be here. Zay and Bucky, special shows Monday and Tuesday. Always love hearing those two go back and forth. Wednesday, Cam Parker. Yeah. Thursday.
Thursday. Keenan Womack. Keenan Womack from Friday, Orange Bloods. We don't know yet. I'm still figuring that out. Friday question mark. Yeah. The Riddler. Yeah. We'll next, see. next Friday. All right. All that coming up. And we're up next, of course, it's Ball Don't Lie with Rod, Harge, and Patrick taking you through your Friday. Everybody have a great weekend. I will talk to you a week from Monday. Zay will be back on Monday. Stay safe and stay cool. Record temperatures coming. See ya! We'll